Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Atlanta Braves got the World Series started off with a bang of a road win. Can the Astros bounce back after losing Game 1 of the World Series at home? And with QB1 Zach Wilson hurt, why did the Jets turn to Joe Flacco? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. At the beginning of the postseason, the Braves had the longest odds to win the World Series and now find themselves up 1-0 for the series after defeating the Astros at Minute Maid Park. Our Locked On Insider Gordon Beckham breaks down how they did it. Kim Becker here with an MLB Insider Report alongside Gordon Beckham. We are giving an instant reaction to Game 1 of the World Series. The Atlanta Braves takes it home with a 6-2 win over the Houston Astros. But Gordon, one of the biggest storylines out of this game Charlie Morton gets hit in the leg with a ball, fractured his fibula, and is now out for the remainder of the World Series. What does this mean for Atlanta? Yeah, it's not good. I I, I saw it happen live. Uh, he gets it hit off his ankle, and then he kind of stays in the game, and then a couple pitches later in the next inning, um, he's he, he's hurting, and I clearly injured it even more because he probably wouldn't have been able to pitch uh, on it if it had been already injured that bad. So, anyways, bad, bad luck for the Braves. Uh, that's going to be a tough miss. I mean, obviously, he probably would have gotten one more game starting, so it's not the end of the world for the Braves. They they won the game, um, but this is a big blow. I mean, uh, Charlie Morton is their ace. He's their best pitcher on their staff. He's the veteran presence in the in the clubhouse, so to lose him is a big deal, but the Braves picked him up, and they got a win on his start. They're going to miss him in another start down the road. Um, we'll just have to see the way that the, uh, the series goes to see if it actually proves costly. Well, we'll look at the pitching situation here in a minute, but let's talk about the offenses on both sides here. I mean, the Astros really just couldn't get it going right off of the bat, and it seems that Atlanta came out swinging. No pun intended on either one of those, but what's your take on the offense of both of these teams, Gordon? Well, one of the things I was kind of tracking is to see how the Astros would come out offensively, but also how the Braves would come out. And it definitely showed that the Astros had one extra day off. But on the on the opposite side, the Braves came out and made a statement. I mean, Jorge Soler, third pitch of the game, hits a home run and kind of puts a stamp on uh, the Braves' um, playoff run. I mean, as of now, I mean, like he, he basically shut the crowd up immediately. And it was almost like, hey, man, the Braves are serious. I mean, that's like – that's the kind of impact that home run had. And I think the biggest swing of the night was Adam Duvall. I mean, he battled through this at bat and then gets a fastball in the inside corner and just drills it to left. I mean, the Crawford boxes were getting, were getting peppered tonight. Um, but basically uh, him putting the Braves up five, nothing after three, it really just like, it's completely subdued that crowd, um, you know, in Houston and, and, and just got them off the right, uh, right start. I mean, for them to have that kind of momentum at the start of the series is just really big because everybody's picking the Astros, right? But this team is really good. And uh, the Braves have really, I've been able to watch them a lot more this year than the Astros, but they've just like, they've just come on. I mean, they just, there's something about hot teams in the playoffs and they sometimes just get it done. Even when people are like, there's no chance. So the Braves offense came out, gave their pitching uh, staff a ceiling to try to try to, uh, make sure that they can just keep the keep the Astros down, and and it was uh, it was very very telling to see what the Astros did. 
later well, on. Well, in, in regards to that pitching staff, obviously Morton is now out of that starting rotation. Valdez didn't make it past the third inning for the Astros here. What does this mean for the bullpens going forward in this series? Right. The bullpens, both of them have been used a lot, right? Uh, the Astros more. I think coming in the series, they'd used their bullpen guys 59% of the time, and the Braves used them about 53 54%. So both have been used a lot. But uh, I think that the the Braves bullpen has, has really shown that they are the real deal. I mean, throughout these playoffs, they have just continued to knock down opposing batters. I mean, you know, left and right. I mean, they've been really special. Uh, I think that the edge here is with Atlanta because the Astros have used their bullpen more. Valdez did not get past the, you know, get out of the second inning. And so they're having to use another seven innings for their bullpen. So, um, that number is going to be going up, that 59%. For more info on the World Series, subscribe to the Locked On MLB YouTube page. And coming up, how will the Astros answer having dropped Game 1 at home so decidedly? Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. No LeBron, no problem as the Lakers escape San Antonio with an overtime victory. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of the Locked On Lakers podcast, and the Lakers are officially a 500 team. 125-121 overtime win over the Spurs in San Antonio. LeBron James among the many Lakers. Unavailable sore right ankle from the collision in Sunday's game. Same one that gave him problems last season. That is an issue in and of itself. But tonight was a reminder of why the Lakers wanted a big three and why stars matter. Browdy carried this team to victory. 35 points, 17 rebounds, four assists, four blocks for Anthony Davis. And Russell Westbrook, 33 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, three steals, and only three turnovers. By far his best performance as a Laker, particularly driving to the basket. The Knicks put together a complete performance to take down the Sixers at home. What is up, everybody? Alex Wolf from Locked On Knicks here, and the Knicks win 112 to 99 over the Philadelphia 76ers on national television at home in front of the Madison Square Garden crowd. Put the the bad memory of that terrible Orlando loss on Sunday behind them in a big way. Huge effort from the whole team tonight. Kemba Walker leads the way with 19 points. Five different Knicks finish in double figures, including Evan Fournier with 18 and Julius Randle with 16, flirting with a triple-double. And it was just a great effort all around for the Knicks. They shot the lights out once again, 16 of 37 from three as a team that's 43.2 percent so they just continue to do amazing things from behind the arc to start this season including tying the nba record for most threes through four games to start a season in nba history we're very conscious of making sure we're protecting those who come forward roger goodell said after six hours of nfl owners meetings in midtown manhattan that was a very high priority, he said. The NFL commissioner again reiterated that the findings of an investigation into a toxic workplace culture inside the Washington football team will not be made public. The investigation has once again been under the microscope in recent weeks after some of the emails found in the process became public, resulting in the resignation of Las Vegas Raiders coach John Gruden. In those emails, Gruden used racist, anti-gay, and misogynistic language that the league has denounced calls to release more of the emails have been rejected by the NFL. 
Another investigation, this on the hockey side of things, had led to the final executive from the 2010 Stanley Cup Championship of the Chicago Blackhawks stepping down. Blackhawks president of hockey operations Stan Bowman has resigned after investigators released their findings on how the team handled sexual assault allegations against former video coach Brad Aldrich during the 2010 Stanley Cup run. The league also said it was fining the team $2 million for the organization's inadequate internal procedure and insufficient and untimely response in the handling of matters related to former video coach Brad Aldrich's employment with the club and ultimate departure in 2010. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Here's an interesting prop bet you can jump on on BetOnline. BetOnline.ag odds has odds for Aaron Rodgers' Halloween costume. A couple examples. The leader at 4-1 to odds. The dude from the Big Lebowski. Obi-Wan Kenobi at 5-1. to The Joker, 5-1. to Kurt Cobain, 8-1. to The Undertaker, 8-1. to Caitlyn Jenner, 10 to 1. AJ Hawk, 12 to 1. God, I hope it's that one. Joe Exotic, 12 to 1. You may be thinking, okay, but why? Rodgers became one of the NFL's first memes this season when his long locks were highlighted in a season opening loss to New Orleans. A few weeks later on a radio show, Rodgers revealed that he was growing his hair, which was a year in the making for his Halloween costume. While Rodgers wouldn't divulge his character, he teased that the costume is somebody who is a hero of mine who has longish hair hair naturally betonline.ag has odds on who rogers will portray at presumably a lavish halloween party with his fiance shailene woodley for all your gambling needs betonline.ag has you covered head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50 percent welcome bonus on that first deposit and don't forget to use your promo code locked on to get that bonus here is another story you need to know braves leadoff man jorge soler started the game with a home run, and it didn't get much better for the Houston Astros. From there, they fall to the Atlanta Braves 6-2 to two in this one. Joining me from Locked On Astros, Brett Chancy And Brett, this is not an unfamiliar position necessarily for Houston to be down in a playoff series even this season. So how do they get back on track here after a game one where the bats went cold and the pitching couldn't quite find the groove? Yeah, you just going to have to come out and have an absolute stellar start by Jose Urquidy. And maybe it is a good thing that they put him in game two rather than Luis Garcia. Um, looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Putting Garcia in this situation would probably be a tougher hill to climb. The Astros' bats are very capable. The good thing is we got to their mainline relief pitchers tonight. So they may be a little bit used up for an effective run or stop gap in game two. So the Astros have to hope that someone other than Jordan and Michael Brantley can get on base and score with runners on, on second or third in scoring position. Well, I was going to ask you about that because that is something that they're going to need to find an antidote to. And, and this is a lineup when you look at it, you go, okay, they have plenty of bats to make this work. So where do they need to find that energy, that jolt of lightning? Because we've seen it in the playoffs. It happens seemingly every year. One at bat can turn these things around. Yeah. And, you know, we've had a history of that. We had a history of that the last time we played the Braves in a playoff series. I was at that 18 in game. 
And until Brad Ausmus tied it up and until we went to the 18th inning and Chris Burke had that amazing home run, the walk-off just pandemonium that that set the city on fire that year, that is something that we obviously missed tonight. You thought in a couple spots in the game they were going to get that going, and they just never finished the deal. So tomorrow, tomorrow's game or today's game, if you're listening on Wednesday, the key is they can't get fooled by pitches. Bregman, Correa, Altuve all went down looking. They looked like they were maybe looking for something that the that the Braves weren't throwing. Um, you hate to see someone like Charlie Morton go out with an injury because he's I think he's beloved in Houston regardless of where he is. Yep. But the Astros bats, they've just got to take better at bats. They've got to swing more and um, maybe anticipate the other pitch, the pitches that froze them. Yeah, we see all the time these disciplined hitters in the postseason. They want to find their perfect pitch. But in this game, Altuve, Bregman, and Correa, they combine 0 for 12 on the night. And that, unfortunately for Houston, is just not going to get it done. No, it's not. And this is the, unfortunately, the fifth game in a row that the Houston Astros have lost at home in a World Series. Remember, in 19... They didn't win a single home game in that World Series. I don't think this Braves team, you can afford to go down 0-2 going to Atlanta because they may take full advantage of that. That place, Truist Park, is going to be rocking. 20-plus years of not having a World Series title. This is no offense to Nationals fans, but this is a place with a lot more history. And a lot of people had a lot of division titles with only one World Series. So they're hungry to see their team win. So the Astros have to split tomorrow. I, I don't think it's a must-must win, but it's about as close to a must-win in a game two as you can get. Make sure to follow the Locked on Astros podcast for the inside scoop on their World Series journey. Coming up, the Jets will be without their franchise quarterback, Zach Wilson, for a while. But why did they decide to trade for Joe Flacco and hand him the keys? Our cue of the day is next. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar. I say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these bars to believe it. They're they're not chalky. They're not waxy or or difficult to to choke down. That's what you have to do with a lot of protein bars. You have to just choke them down. Built bars are soft. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into them, you know you're eating something that's a little bit different, but low-carb, low-calorie, low low in sugar, and low in fat, but high in protein, high in fiber. That's the deal, and they taste delicious. Coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia, uh, coconut, raspberry, plus this month, they're coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. Check the website often so you don't miss out. The website Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order, and you're going to need that promo code because you're going to want to load up. Promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. The New York Jets are making moves at quarterback after the news that Zach Wilson, the rookie who was the former number two overall pick, is going to miss time with a knee injury. New York goes out and trades 
for former Jet quarterback Joe Flacco. Joining me now from Locked on Jets, John Buchko. And, and John, at 1-5, a team that has not shown much life to this point in the season, although there is certainly some promise in certain areas. Why make a trade like this now? They did not have a credible quarterback to start this weekend's game against Cincinnati. Now, it's not entirely clear that Flacco is going to be the starter against Cincinnati, but Wilson's out two to four weeks. And the alternatives that they had were Mike White, who played against the Patriots and really is not much of a prospect. He was a guy who's been on the practice squad the last couple of years. He was a former Cowboys fifth round pick. He just doesn't have an NFL arm. I mean, I don't think there's any way to any other way to put it. He cannot make it, he cannot challenge the deep part of the field. He can't challenge the sidelines. The other alternative was Josh Johnson, who's been in the NFL since I think 2008 and has a grand total of one win on his resume. And I understand you're one in five, but you're still trying to build something here. You have young players you're trying to develop, especially at the receiver position. You're trying to create a new culture with a new coaching staff. You have to have somebody out there who at least conceivably can win this game. And I think it's totally fair to criticize the Jets. I've done it myself. I think they did a horrible job this offseason. They did not plan well at the backup quarterback position. It's manifested itself in many ways. They left themselves with no choice but to start Zach Wilson. I think you always want to have the option of leaving the rookie quarterback on the bench. They did not have that as an alternative. Wilson had to be going to the lineup. And I think that there's an argument to be made. Maybe he would have been better served by sitting the first couple of weeks. But that's a different discussion. I think even with the team going nowhere, even with the team with a one in five record, you had to get somebody out there who at least could be remotely credible at the quarterback position to play these next couple of games. So what I'm hearing is, yes, they're not going to make the playoffs because they traded for Joe Flacco. But if you want to evaluate the guys on the team, you need to have someone who can at least play like credible NFL caliber football. That's why you make this move now. So you can get Elijah Moore, the reps, so you can get a read on your offensive line, your scheme, those kinds of things. I agree. And I think you look at this from two different perspectives. I mean, the one is the short-term perspective, what I just mentioned. Now, a longer-term perspective, you look at this and you say, well, Joe Flacco was in the building last year. Right. They had an exclusive window before free agency began. If you thought he was the guy and you were not confident with the guys you had, why didn't you just re-sign Joe Flacco? I don't have an answer for that. And the Jets gave up a pick because of that. And not only that, I mean, look, Joe Flacco has had a tremendous career, did a great job in Baltimore, won a Super Bowl with them. I mean, no disrespect to Joe Flacco, but there were upgrades available for the Jets at the backup spot. Like they could have done better than Joe Flacco this offseason. So I don't understand how, why they approached it the way they did. That, I think, is the bigger criticism than the fact that they're making this deal right now. I think well, it's- and it's not like Flacco played in this offense. It's a new coaching staff. So there, it, the, the continuity argument sort of falls flat a little bit. It's just sort of like, oh, well, we know him. He's been in the building, but he wasn't running Mike LaFleur's offense last year. Right. Now, he's got experience running a similar system when Gary Kubiak was the offensive coordinator in Baltimore. And then Denver also had an offensive coordinator off the Shanahan tree the year Flacco was with them in 2019, but you're right. I mean, there's no question about it. Peter, you know, when you cover the Jets, you frequently wonder what they're doing. And I guess this is just another one in the long line of those examples. And finally, the Houston Texans have reportedly agreed to trade Deshaun Watson to the Miami Dolphins with one key qualifier. 
Earlier on Tuesday, Barry Jenkins of the Miami Herald reported that Texans and Dolphins had agreed to a trade that would send Watson to Miami, but only after his legal issues had been resolved. The report stipulated the trade would not be completed until a resolution to the myriad sexual assault allegations against the former franchise quarterback of the Texans had been reached. Meanwhile, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said Tuesday at the league owners' meetings that the NFL doesn't yet have enough information about the 22 civil lawsuits that have been filed alleging sexual assault and inappropriate behavior by Watson to make a decision on potential discipline. And the information they do have is not enough to convince the league to place him on the commissioner's exempt list. Doesn't look like the trade deadline will see Deshaun Watson playing for a new team. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe, free and available on all platforms. Coming up tomorrow, will the Astros tie the series at a game apiece or head to Atlanta with a two-game deficit? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.